and it will actually be like people to uh, it will make people to like buy more Starbucks coffee than anything else, and it will become eventually become more more of a stronger uh, loyalty program than everything else. So short answer: Do I like it? Yes. Uh, am I absolutely sure it's gonna work? I have some questions, and most of the questions are around how open can they really make it. Hey everybody, Tanner here with Wagner Ventures. On today's podcast, we have Chinmay Patel, CEO of Perks. For anyone who's new, this is the Wagner Ventures podcast, where we do company snapshots with interesting founders from across Web3. Check out wagnerventures.io to learn more about the syndicate behind the podcast. But for now, let's get into it with Chinmay from Perks. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm here with Chinmay Patel, CEO of Perks. Chinmay, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. GMGM, Tanner. <laughs> GMGM. Um, well, I'm really excited to I'm really excited to chat today. Um, I think it might be helpful for everyone just to kind of at the start, if you could just talk a little bit about your story and kind of how you got to what you're working on now with Perks, that might be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, thanks for having me on. I love sharing personal story. Uh, I actually started in computer by accident when I was a kid, like a happy-go-lucky kid. I used to be good with, like, I always have been good with computers. It's just, I never considered it like a line I would follow. Uh, back, I was in India, 2007, 2008. But my elder brother, being a uh, uh, electronics and computer guy, he's like, you know what, Jinmay? We stop wasting your life. Just go in computers because I'm pretty sure you're going to take a bad decision of going into some random field instead of just going computers. So that's how I got in. And after that, uh, when I came to Canada as an immigrant with my family, uh, luckily I got into uh, some amazing uh, college here and worked on uh, some Mozilla projects. And since then, I actually started liking more computer than anything else. So that's my early stages of like introduction to computers and getting into Bitcoin was again, a random ask. I was running an agency for software developers. And uh, uh, the idea is was that, we solve any problem that you have. We have a bunch of developers. We solve any good technology problem that you have. And one of my friends comes to me and say, hey, I would like to hire some of your devs to work on some Ethereum problem. I'm like, wait, what? I, is that a new kind of element in the, like, we don't do, we don't do chemistry here. We do software here. And then he's right. like, no, 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 Ethereum is this funny, this thing that where you have smart contract and stuff. And like, I don't know what this is, but this sounds very interesting. Uh, started exploring it uh, over the weekend, and then he gave me his Solidity code. He's like, I'm struggling here. Can you help me? Uh, we looked at the code. In two weeks, we solved the problem, and since then, never looked back. It's been a pleasure. The entire journey has been amazing. Yeah, I love it. So what is Perks? Could you talk a little bit about the company you're building? Yeah, Perks is all about creating token-gated solutions for Shopify stores to start with. And after that, we are focusing on outside of Shopify merchants. So if the community wants to create any token-gated merch, token-gated events, token-gated experiences, they use our software to make those things happen. Yeah, I love it. Could you... Could you potentially just situate us in history here a little bit? Because I think it'd be helpful for me as well as the listeners where, you know, this idea of loyalty programs, that's not new, right? But NFTs are relatively new. And so, you know, what's unlocked by designing loyalty around NFTs to someone who's brand new to this conversation? Absolutely. So let me let me track you back a little bit, like from the from the agency where we got into Ethereum. So the last five years, 
me and my team have been focused on creating Ethereum smart contracts for one of the most complicated uh, things possible in DeFi and NFT as well. So in 2018, me and my team were doing decentralized exchanges. 2019, we were doing zero-knowledge proofs. So we were super early and people hardly knew what technology we were working with, but we were getting contracts to work on those amazing projects. Uh, fast forwarding to 2021, uh, we all were getting tired of working in an agency because it's an extremely fast-paced environment. And then you're right. constantly serving, constantly switching the focus. We had in, in the agency period, we built some NFT collections for some of the friends uh, right after CryptoKitties. But uh, uh, it was more like, hey, helping a friend here and there, not really focused in the NFT. Personally, I believe that NFT as an art was a terrible use case. So even when uh, NBA Top Shot uh, uh, became famous, uh, I never got into it. I'm like, look, I don't get art. This is not going to work out. But during the same time, uh, luckily, we are in Toronto and Shopify happens to be having a big office in Toronto as well. We were talking to them and they were like, uh, they shared some of the merchants who wants to do some uh, uh, NFT related stuff. And they were asking if we could help them with uh, their NFT gating part. Uh, being an agency, we were like, nope, we don't want to do any agency more work. Is that a product opportunity? So we sure. started interviewing some merchants and identified that oh my God, that is a huge opportunity for Web2 brands and bring them to Web3. For example, uh, one of our clients, we can talk about it uh, openly, is Budweiser. And uh, when Budweiser wanted to start selling NFTs using Shopify because of compliant reasons, they were like, how can we make it happen? How can we write the smart contract? Is this even worth it? How can we make it secure? What is Ethereum? What is wallet we should use? We yep. started helping them out with end-to-end -end processes and uh, uh, that's, that was our initial start. And after that, we started onboarding like companies like Superplastic, uh, uh, Robert Mondavi, Playboy, uh, The Hundreds, and helping them out on pretty much similar and more token-gated solutions. So that's how we started. It was initially an agency, but because of the growing demand, we instantly converted that into a product and uh, uh, some services around the product. And that was the genesis of Perks. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm curious where, you know, when people think about utility right now, that's all, that's obviously been a huge kind of word for the past year probably is, is <laughs> utility, utility, utility. And I think often people think it's, I mean, it goes in all different kinds of directions, right? There's, you know, you can, there's creating a game, there's another mint, there's staking, there's merch, there's IRL meetups at big NFT events, like a lot of different activities. So I guess I'm curious, what are your thoughts on the future of utility for NFTs? That's a great question. And uh, honestly, when we were coming into NFT space, that is the exact question we ask ourselves. Because as I said earlier, NFT as an art is not the use case that we are all fan of. We are very utilitarian. Everyone in the team uh, has a, uh, or at that time had a development background. And art was not a thing we were like super fan of. We get it, but we're not like the art collector type. So we are like, what, are, what is the NFT is going to be real use? So we ran internal sessions and workshops. We interviewed some clients as well and created a graph for ourselves and some public as well, like who participated and say, what would NFT market, if it had to survive, will look like in like 2025, 2026. And then yeah. if it was the thing that is going to change the world, 
then what would it look like in 2030? And then we came to a general consensus that uh, internally, if if NFT had to uh, make like make something make a dent in the universe, as as people like to say in the startup land, and if they wanted to uh, uh, survive, then they had to come uh, from the utility angle. And the way NFT can be utilized is there are there are a couple of angles, but first one is of course the identity where it becomes the identity that you own and at the same time that you wear every time you interact online so for example if you're interacting in a uh, in a website like twitter they have uh, uh, the 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 way you can connect your nfts there and then start showing that the, you this is what you own and you're the only one who owns it kind of example so that's one uh, metaverse is another one where you can wear your ape and then walk around in a metaverse so you can flash those badges and most importantly, we compared with tattoos. So tattoo is a story that you like to tell that you can, they, that is part of your identity, but it's also part of what morals and uh, 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 like morals and values you have, and you like others to look at you from that perspective. So that's exactly what NFT is. From that, that's the first use case. NFT is an identity. Now that can be used for, as I said, any digital version. The second one is from the merchant's perspective, where merchants wants to create an exclusive group of people that they want to constantly uh, provide extra value in return of getting something back. So for example, I'm selling my NFTs, uh, I'm getting value of like getting, like I'm getting money from those uh, sales. Now those users who have those NFTs get exclusive access to, any product, any services, any discount, anything else. And most importantly, now there is a special community that can be created. And that community is constantly helping you take better decisions because of uh, uh, general consensus, DAOs, many, like I'm, I'm drop, name dropping few topics. We can double click on any one of them, but the common decision-making definitely can help the brand move forward with by with taking their biggest fans together instead of dividing them and then only taking 50% forward. So this is the kind of deal that uh, we see as the NFT utility that is, that is being prominent these days. Yeah, that's super interesting. Um, in your experience working with some of these companies you've already mentioned, like how do, how do companies need to think differently about NFT-based uh, loyalty experiences, if you want to call them that? As opposed to kind of more traditional loyalty experiences, like what can what can the, what are they typically getting wrong if they bring a more traditional mindset to NFTs? Uh, so if I can like uh, like rewind to end of twenty twenty one, most brands were getting into NFTs because they could sell them and they could generate revenue. So yeah. if you are convincing your uh, CFOs, CEOs, uh, upper management on why you are getting into NFTs, you were simply saying that I can generate X percent revenue from here, here, here. And uh, it's like just selling another product or a membership and we'll give them this, 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 this products and services in return. So it was a simple mindset. At that time, we advised many companies and it was very well received uh, on the other end saying, don't think it from the revenue perspective, because if you look at from that perspective, next five years, you're most likely going to lose money uh, because you can't really charge $100 or $500, even $5,000 and provide value for next five years on a continuous basis. 
you're going to eventually lose money. What you should do instead is start focusing on if you had like a uh, hundred uh, fans always rooting for you, and now because of some communities like thousand, ten thousand, sometimes hundred thousand. So if you had hundred to uh, hundred thousand people who are constantly rooting for your success because they have vested interest, what would you do? Would you hire them? Would you hire them to promote you? Would you give them a cut to promote you? Would they do it for free? Start thinking from that perspective. So start thinking from the perspective of like you are you're a football star, and because you're a football star, you have a fan fan base. And if you have that fan base, how would you use that fan base for? So that's how yeah. the brand should be thinking, and it was very well received. And most of our strategy is built based on that. Sorry, go ahead, Tanner. No, yeah, I was just gonna, I, I was I was just going to say that's really interesting. Um, I'm curious, maybe taking a step back. I mean, this is a couple weeks old news now, but uh, wanted to see if you had any comments on kind of Starbucks on Polygon, where oh, yeah. you know Starbucks Odyssey is allowing customers to purchase these digital collectible stamps in NFT form that offers benefits and kind of immersive experiences, or so they're saying. So I'm curious your thoughts on on that. Uh, no, that's a, that's a great point, by the way, and uh, uh, it's actually one of the biggest news uh, for the industry because Starbucks loyalty program, I'm not sure if you're a user or not, I am, it's actually one of the best designs loyalty reward and reward program of the industry. So I personally like it, and uh, especially when they said you can collect different badges and you can collect those badges and redeem them for special experiences, that speaks that there is definitely ongoing uh, uh, traction towards NFT land. Now, I have some questions myself. I wrote a small blog post about this, like what are the FAQs? What is my viewpoint towards it? And one question keeps coming back to all the conversations. Are they going to allow users to take the NFT any other wallet outside of Starbucks or not? Uh, because they say they're gonna, they have used Polygon. Uh, I wonder, uh, and then at the same time, they say that uh, all the wallets will be integrated directly into the Starbucks app. Those two messaging can be conflicting unless there is a special user flow design where user can take those badges with them. If Starbucks can allow people to take those badges with them and then trade outside or, for example, I got a trade, I, I, I have a free coffee badge, but I'm not going to use it. Can I sell it for three bucks? because that, that's the worth of a coffee. Or maybe I have collected 100 badges and I can redeem it for a trip in uh, uh, to one of their breweries. But, sorry, not breweries. <laughs> I, I'm still thinking in the uh, alcohol beverage space, but in, in, in one of their uh, uh, coffee farms, right? And is that, but I can't go because of XYZ reasons. Can I sell it out? That would create a very open mechanics around those NFTs. And it will actually, like people to uh, it will make people to like buy more Starbucks coffee than anything else and it will become eventually become more more of a stronger uh, loyalty program than everything else so short answer do I like it yes uh, am I absolutely sure it's gonna work I have some questions and most of the questions are around how open can they really make it because by working with like many big companies I've realized that uh, marketing team wants to do it uh operations team wants to make it successful but uh financial and compliance team 
have so many doubts and questions that it's going to get delayed no matter what. So if they say they're going to launch by the end of this year, I would be surprised if they do. And if they do, uh, I would actually be super impressed of that execution. Then I'm, I'm, I'm like total fault. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That makes a ton of sense. Um, so maybe zooming back in a little bit, I'm curious, what are you learning about the communities and companies you've already partnered with at Perks? Like you already mentioned companies like Budweiser, Playboy, Super Plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how are you, how are you helping them think about NFT loyalty? Right. That's actually a great question. And that's, that's the, the real question that most people should be asking before starting the, uh, their own NFT collections. Uh, or even engaging with anyone else uh, in the community. We have done more than 100 experiments with different, different uh, uh, campaigns for different, different companies. We aggregated the data. And here's like super early results. Again, this is like more cleaned up version, removed some of the biases. So this is early, early, early result with take it as a grain of salt. But uh, what we have found is we take that engagement of NFTs and we take the engagement of existing loyalty programs. And what we found is NFT-based engagement, uh, loyalty engagement programs are roughly five times more engaging than other ones. Now, people can question the, the process. So let me explain what the process was to come up with as well. So okay. let's say the NFT engagement process, uh, let's calculate the NFT engagement process. On one side, you're giving away 20% discount, roughly, 20% discount to anyone who holds certain NFT collection. And the user comes to the landing page, they connect their wallet, and they click on claim, and then they connect, get the discount code. And after they collect that discount code, they buy it and then go through the entire flow. So that's the entire flow. But we can't measure the entire flow because due to limitation of technology. So right now we are comparing if someone comes to the page and connects their wallet, if they, they do the intended event. So that's phase on the NFT side. Now, what's the comparable in the Web2 land? Well, loyalty programs send emails all the time. In that email, if the user clicks on it, it means if they took the intended event and went to the uh, landing page and view the deal. So that's very comparable to someone connecting their wallet, taking the action of connecting the wallet and viewing the deal. So if I see side by side of someone viewing the deal, the engagement for the NFT-based loyalty campaigns were roughly five times than outside of it. Yeah, I love it. That's super interesting. So we had a chance to chat a little bit before our conversation here, and you told me some really interesting stuff about your plans for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Uh, could you talk a little bit about that? Awesome. Thanks you. Thanks you brought uh, brought the conversation up, man. So, if our all the theories are correct, and if this Web three wallet is going to be the consumer endpoint, just like email is in the Web two, then absolutely there is a major need in the industry where there is Web three specific deal site. Well, creating a deal site requires a lot of effort, but what we can at least create, thanks to our tool, we know what all the Web3 deals are in the market. And plus, I'm pretty sure there are other competitors as well who have amazing deals that are going on. At the same time, 
Black Friday is one of the world's biggest consumer celebration event where you will find the biggest deals on that day, uh, similar to Prime Day, if you know, uh, and similar to Boxing Day in Canada. And there are lots of places have different names, but Black Friday is by far the biggest consumer event uh, on the internet. We are trying to leverage that event and say, hey, we are we're launching a deal site called DGN Deals, D-E-G-A-N Deals. And the idea is that it's an aggregated site where you will find all the deals that are related to Web3 people. So now if you have a wallet, just go to this website, connect your wallet, and you'll be able to access one of the world's fewest deals available to Web3 community only. We're still early. We are still looking for more merchants. Uh, we have roughly tens of merchants already solidified. Nothing's on the website right now other than the timer. But in, in the coming weeks, we're going to start publishing some deals. We're going to give away some amazing stuff and uh, start building the community around uh, like Cyber Monday and Black Friday events in the Web3 space. Love it. That's super interesting. Um, taking a step back here, I'm curious, any advice you have for founders building in the Web3 space uh, more generally, just from your experience? Oh man, so many. <laughs> Huge question, um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, like again, like because have uh, we have walked through this path from the technical perspective, there are so many business learnings that we have had. And even technology is moving so fast. We have lots of technical learnings as well. Uh, one, one concept that is uh, on the edge of conversation right now is uh, minimum viable community where people are always talking about uh, uh, MVP, minimum viable product, in terms of uh, Web2 startup land. And for the Web3 startup land, that's exactly what the minimum viable community uh, seems like, where you will have an agenda, you will have a morals, you will have values, you will have a guideline, you will have goals, and then you will gather around 100,000, 10,000, 100,000, whatever amount you can gather, and then say, Hey, now there is this much amount of people that I would that believe in the same things. They have common goals, and now that you use that to reach out to investors and say, "Look, I have ten thousand people that believe in this thing, and they are bound by this either NFT collection or a DeFi project or some fundamentals." Now you can use that to start getting initial traction, raise funds, and start building. Uh, uh, the real value for the Web3 and the Web2 and the general world altogether. So the idea is, instead of building the MVP, people have started focusing on minimum viable community. Uh, we are in the process of creating our minimum viable community as well. We were product first. We are a Web2 company in uh, 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 that looks like Web3. Uh, I'm pretty sure there are going to be other way around as well. But if you're starting now, Start building that community. And we have some resources online as well, which uh, we are going to publish in more depth soon, but some some uh, trial version as well are right now as well, which people can easily look at and say, this is the steps that I need to make in order to start creating the community. First, you engage with some other communities, then you start uh, uh, building your own community from there, and then you start building the product. So that's a new concept. I think there is a lot of merit to it. There are lots of misunderstanding around that as well. People are still defining it. But if the the cards are played correctly, I think this will be the fundamental shift between Web 2 and Web 3. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. 
So you touched on this a little bit, but just wrapping up here, um, you know, what are you guys working on on right now, and what's the best way for people to kind of follow along on the Perks journey? Absolutely. So the first one is, as I said, DJ and deals is one of the priorities uh, right now. We have three priorities we talk about internally. Uh, first one is on the consumer end. How can we move the consumer experience forward? The second one is how can we bring the Web2 companies experience forward into Web3? And the third one is if people are already in the Web3, what is the existing problem set that we can help them with that will eventually define the path for the company who just came from Web2 to Web3 anyways. So these are the three focuses we have. We have divided our teams in a way and our processes to focus on these three fundamentals. So on the consumer side, this is what the DJ and deals I was talking about. On the Web2 side to Web3 side, we are creating a bunch of resources right now that will help brands to get on uh, from Web2 to Web3. In addition, we already have some existing tools like Shopify app, and we are still building something outside that is going to allow Web2 brands to offer deals to the Web3 community. There are uh, allegedly there are 100 million wallets out there who is hungry to start using the wallets for. So that's a big segment uh, that is that is untapped completely. Uh, and the third in the Web3, we are working with like communities like the hundreds. Super Plastic, Playboy, we constantly talk to them and figure out, hey, you run, what problems are you running into in building your own uh, community, engaging with them, and with your current offering? So if you look at uh, uh, the hundreds, they are a clothing and uh, clothing brand. And based on that, uh, the Adam Bomb Squad is the NFT collection they have. How do they really mingle with each other? And it's not just one, but they need they themselves need hundreds of tools, no pun intended, in order to make the hundreds community work. We're going to build all of them. We call it utility belt solution, where no one solution is going to solve all the problems. Uh, it has to be something similar model like HubSpot, where you have a bunch of different solutions that is helping the entire range of uh, uh, user experience. So that's the that's the Web2 side. Um, oh, sorry, Web3 side. So that's the flow that we are going from end to end. Yeah, that's great. Uh, website is getperks.com. That's perks with a C. Um, and yeah, I, thank you so much for the time, Chinmay. I really appreciated this conversation and I, I think people are going to really enjoy it. And uh, people should keep a lookout for those resources that you guys are publishing here soon. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to chat again soon. Awesome. If anyone is interested in reaching out, as uh, Tanner said, it's getperks, G-E-T-P-E rcs.com and feel free to reach out hit me up as well it's chinmay at getpresent.com i'm happy to share resources directly with you as well thanks everyone all right thanks everyone bye-bye take care